Hello, I'm R.A. Spratt. I write and perform this podcast. If you'd like to support the show, I'm a children's author, so you can buy a book by me, or you can buy me a coffee by going to buymeacoffee.com slash stories R.A. Spratt. It's an easy way to make a small thank you gift to the show so I can keep kicking this can down the road. The podcast directory you're using right now should have a link to my Buy Me A Coffee page in the show notes, or you can type it into your browser. That's buymeacoffee.com slash stories R.A. Spratt. All contributions are gratefully appreciated. Hello and welcome to Bedtime Stories with me, R.A. Spratt. Okay, so we're still reading my book, The Pesky Kids 2, Bear in the Woods, and we're up to Chapter 17, Tension. Here we go. Joe was sitting at the bus stop outside Dr. Hillary's van, waiting for April. He thought someone should be nearby in case April lost her temper and attacked the psychiatrist. Normally, he went in with April when she had meetings with authority figures like headmasters, police officers, or outraged postal workers. It made him uncomfortable to be on the outside. He didn't want April to make things worse for herself. Generally, he found the best way to handle his sister was to leave her alone and let her blow off steam in her own way. He didn't think any good could come of asking her to talk about her feelings. She was used to expressing her feelings in a more physical way. Joe was so absorbed in thought, he didn't notice Loretta approach. They say it's hard to find a nice boy, and yet here you are, just sitting at the bus stop, said Loretta. Joe looked up and blushed. May I join you? asked Loretta, sitting down without waiting for Joe's reply. I'm glad to get you on your own at last. You are, said Joe. He considered making a run for it, but Loretta wasn't just beautiful. She was lean and athletic too. He wouldn't be surprised if she could outrun him. I'm cross with you, said Loretta, in a low voice as she slid much closer to Joe on the bench. What what did I do, asked Joe. It's what you didn't do that's made me angry, said Loretta. I did not do anything, said Joe. And that's not very chivalrous, is it, said Loretta. You took me to the cockroach ball, and I thought we had a delightful time. But you haven't asked me anywhere since. This is Currawong, said Joe. There's nowhere to go, Loretta laughed. I'm sure a young man with your imagination can come up with something. I don't have any imagination, protested Joe. Just ask anyone in my family, they'll tell you. Loretta patted Joe on the leg. That's all right. I can wait. I'm sure you'll think of something. After all, it's a small town. You can't get away from me. Joe gulped. He wasn't sure if Loretta was asking him out or threatening him. For example, said Loretta, have you noticed that it's a warm day? Joe looked into her eyes. He had no idea what she meant by this question. Of course he'd noticed. That's why he'd worn shorts. Then she patted him on the leg, which made him wish he had worn trousers, thick trousers, perhaps over the top of a wetsuit. Luckily, Loretta seemed happy to carry the conversation on on her own. You know what's really nice on a warm day, she whispered. All Joe's brain could think of was hiding from terrifying girls. Ice cream, said Loretta. Ice cream, said Joe. He tried to figure out if the words ice cream had some subtext he didn't know about. Loretta smiled and glanced across at the Good Times Cafe. They had a faded picture of an ice cream cone in their window. 
Joe suddenly realised what Loretta was getting at. Oh, you want me to buy you an ice cream? He still had the thousand dollars in his pocket, so he could certainly afford to. Well, that would be lovely, said Loretta, smiling her most intimidatingly beautiful smile. Thank you very much. And so Joe and Loretta were sitting together in companionable silence, licking their triple scoop ice creams with sprinkles, Joe had spared no expense, when April emerged from the van five minutes later. There's no hope, said April as she stepped out. So what's the verdict, asked Joe. Do you have a serious mental health condition? Are you going to have to take medication? Me, exclaimed April. I'm fine. It's the shrink who's bonkers. There was a banging on the side of the caravan. Hey, I heard that, complained Dr. Hillary. That's another reason why you're bonkers, April yelled at the caravan wall. You hold psychiatric consultations on Main Street in an ancient caravan with walls as thin as an aluminium drink can. We might as well stand in the street talking about my personal problems. That's kind of what you're doing now, Loretta observed. Several passers-by had turned to watch April's confrontation with the van. Let's go home, said April, picking up Pumpkin and giving her dog a hug. See you same time tomorrow, Dr Hillary called happily from inside the van. Yeah, whatever, muttered April. You're going back, asked Joe. Every hour I spend with a shrink buys me ten hours off my community service, explained April. Really, said Loretta, I must get an appointment. I've still got 27 hours left to serve. April looked about the street. Everywhere there were planters and hanging baskets brimming with daffodils. I swear there are more daffodils on this street than when I went into that caravan an hour ago, said April. Don't say that too loud, said Joe, ushering his sister away from the caravan. The psychiatrist will think you're seeing daffodils as well as bears. I am seeing daffodils and bears, protested April. You don't see a bear right now, do you? asked Joe, looking worried. You think I'm nuts, said April. Not nuts, said Joe, but you've had some hard bangs to the head. You should see yourself. What's wrong with how I look? asked April. Joe wasn't good at putting things into words at the best of times, but it was especially difficult for him when he had to say something unpleasant to his high-spirited sister. He looked at Loretta for support. You look like you've been in a traumatic car accident when you weren't wearing a seatbelt and your face smashed into the dashboard, Loretta explained with a smile. She was so good-looking and her smile so endearing that it did actually somewhat soften the words. I do, asked April. She was not normally a vain girl, but she was very physically tired, emotionally exhausted, and she did have a headache. Now she had to cope with the information that she was apparently ugly as well. Loretta patted April kindly on the shoulder, then steered her to face the window of the Good Times Cafe. See for yourself. The interior of the cafe was dark and gloomy, so the window acted like a mirror and reflected April's image. Joe had been kind. She looked like a train wreck. There was the large white surgical dressing taped to her forehead with a red patch where blood and lymph had wept through. There were big blue black rings under her eyes from the concussion and her hair looked like a bird's nest that had been constructed by a very angry bird who had drunk too much coffee. Even her cap, which she wore at its normal jaunty angle, looked like it had suffered a trauma. There was a twig stuck in the tweed fabric and a hole torn just above her ear. No wonder no one believes me, said April sadly. She was so exhausted, the fight just seeped out of her. Come on, said Joe, let's go home. I'll drive, said Loretta. You're not old enough, said Joe. No, agreed Loretta, but I've got my learner's permit, so I'm old enough to take driving lessons. Loretta pointed to a driving instructor's car parked a few metres away. The instructor was sitting in the passenger seat doing a Sudoku puzzle. 
He's sitting there waiting for you, asked Joe. Yes, said Loretta. I've got him on retainer to work with me 24-7. You've got him working as your chauffeur, said Joe. No, I do the driving, said Loretta. But he just sits around until you want to go somewhere, asked Joe. It's much more sensible than hiring him for an hour at a time and just driving around aimlessly, said Loretta. Nigel sits in the car, waiting for me to want to go somewhere. Then he provides supportive instruction while I drive. That's crazy, said Joe. Crazy brilliant, said April, opening the back door and sliding into the seat. And that is the end of the chapter. So we'll leave it there. Until next time, goodbye. Goodbye.